Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thank you very much, Chris. We'll hear from Larry Foote, uh, assistant defensive coordinator of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 9.02. Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined now by a guy who's the sports director of Fox 2. He is the radio play-by-play voice of your Detroit Lions. He's become a social media sensation. I have friends around the country say, man, you're an announcer. He's unbelievable to watch and listen to those calls. He's our Dan Miller. What's up, Dan? What do you say, guys? How are you? We're, we're pretty good. good. Would it be fair to say that this Sunday is the biggest game you have ever called or will ever call? Well, not will ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, for the Lions, absolutely. I did do uh, one for Westwood one once. It was a Chiefs game where uh winner went out of the AFC championship game but it's yeah I mean look this is this is everything this is what um we've been dreaming about this organization has been working towards fans have been dreaming about you know there were times where this dream seemed absolutely unattainable and here they are so yeah this is I mean uh, you take the fever pitch that we had last Sunday night ratchet it up a little bit because people understand there's even more at stake now and let's go it's really hard to describe motions and moments and moments. Um, and and I, you know, people have asked me like, what was it like when you won the national championship? Well, it was great. It was fun. It was all those things for you. Have you been able to put into words what last Sunday and being able to call a home game, a playoff win for the Detroit lions? Have you been able to put that into words? What that felt like? Yeah, John, probably a lot of words. I mean, it's, uh, and first of all, you know, congrats to you and Doug, man. That's what, that's what you dream about in this business. And you've seen the other side as a player. And now you've seen it as a broadcaster. And, you know, I, I told Doug, I, I saw the picture of you two on the field after the game and it made me emotional because I've, I've dreamed about that moment so many times with, with this team, but um, that moment, just seeing, I, it's almost like Dan Campbell said, I, I had in my mind what this was going to be like, and I think it exceeded my expectations to hear those fans chanting Jared's name from 45 minutes to an hour before the game, just at full throat. It never stopped. And sometimes you guys know this. If you have headphones on, you can't get a full appreciation for how loud it is. So I'll take my headphones off just to hear it. And it's just unbelievable. But look, I've been doing this for 19 years and I've started a lot of seasons with high hopes. I've, called three playoff games before this. Um, I've seen these fans go into seasons with high hopes. I've seen these fans go into big games in air quotes with high hopes, and they always ended up being gut punches or, you know, getting your hopes up and and nothing would happen that season. It would go south. And um, to be in that moment, to finally have that game downtown, to see this team finally give something back to the fans that they deserve for a long time and that they have put so much into only to, um, you know, come up empty was amazing to see, you know, just this regime from, from Sheila on down, just good people that are doing things the right way, building this thing the right way. 
have this success uh, with still much more out there um, was all just so amazing. I mean, it just down on the field after the game and, and looking around at the fans that were still in there, it was just, it was electric. It just the whole night was so there, there's a lot of words for you, John. I don't know if any of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I lot. get it. Yeah. Uh, the last two years when we've done our show from Allen Park at training camp, we always have you on and we've always talked in this year in particular, we talked about, you know, you growing up in Washington, me working there, John playing there, but he didn't, wasn't there when the Redskins were, you know, the Super Bowl Redskins and how this city has no idea, and we would love them to know what it's like to feel that every week, every year, consistently, you think you have a great team and can win a Super Bowl, and we're pretty much there right now because the expectation is not just for you know Sunday, but in the future because of the foundation. It's amazing the way the city is reminiscent to me of what it was back in D.C. when I was there. Yeah, and, and it gives you an appreciation for what Joe Gibbs did and the teams that he put together and, and Bobby Bethard and what they were able to do and just how incredible it was. Now, like this is a different time. I mean, yes. They could just load up back then and, you know, keep 15 guys on injured reserve and bring them in next year and things like that. So it was a different time in terms of team building, but it doesn't take away from what they did. And you're right, Stoney. It was, you know, growing up, you went into every season in the eighties in particular thinking, okay, they're, they're going to win the Super Bowl, or at least they have a good shot to do it. And they're right in there. Um, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you. When I came here, I didn't understand the depths of what Lions fans had been through. And people would say to me, Oh, they'll never this, they'll never that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They, they can get it right next year. And then, you know, you start to feel what they feel and you understand the difficulties of it. And yeah, they're, they're extreme polar opposites, but I think that's where you go back to this group doing it the right way. The, the things that I see, you know, away from, from the immediate moment that we're in, I see this team drafting young players. I see this team developing young players. I see this team building a roster that has depth and, and guys that you're looking at and you're like, man, they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay him. And we never said that before. I know. We never had five or six guys that you looked at and said, man, that dude is going to get paid when that second contract comes up because they weren't developing players here. Well, now they are, and, and, and that's everything in this league. Why do teams like you know Pittsburgh, Baltimore have success year after year? Because they draft, they develop, and they win. And that, that's, that's the way these guys are doing it. And I know people get angry when they go spend you know, $80 million on a free agent or something like that. That hasn't been the way that they've wanted to do it. I think you've got to look at this and say, you know what? They're doing it the right way. And there may come a time where they do that. Mostly, I think they're going to have to spend it on their own guys. But that's what jumps out to me is if you want sustained success, if you want to go into every year believing you have a chance to win, you better do it the right way. Because if you try to build it through free agency and bringing in five guys or something like that, it just doesn't work. We found that out. Well, talking about guys that, that need to get paid, you're around this team. You've talked to Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, the assistant coaches more than anybody. So you probably have a better feel for how they've, see and view Jared Goff does Jared Goff get paid is he here for and I don't want to say you know long term that means something different to everyone but in the next three to four years is he the quarterback for three to four years down the road yeah I believe he is and I I believe this offseason that win certainly was important in that process And, and maybe it wasn't look I'm I don't have inside knowledge from from Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell on how they want to do this but look 
Jared Goff, you look at that game, he was ready for that moment. And that's because he's been there before. He's a veteran guy. He came out firing, and he finished firing. And you need that. And, and I think people need to go back to what Brad Holmes said at the end of last year, if you want to hit. He said it's a lot easier to get worse at quarterback than it is to get better. And this guy, while, look, he may not be Lamar Jackson running around back there, and that's what you hear most is he's not that mobile. This guy, look at his stats, man. What more do you want? And look at, the, look at his victory total. What more do you want? Uh, they, they, we finally found a guy here that delivered a division title, that delivered a playoff win. And in that playoff win, delivered a dart to Amon Ross St. Brown to win it, it with a first down at the end of the game. I mean, isn't that what people here have wanted for a long, long time? Yes. I mean, yep. you, you can throw a young guy in there. You want to throw a young guy in there with this team? Next year, when it has a chance to come back and win a Super Bowl, if they don't win one this year, I mean, let's not forget, we're not done this year. I want to be clear about that. But, yeah, I think Jared Goff is the guy. I think Jared Goff gets a contract extension. I think Jared Goff will become one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, somewhere up there, and then people will start to skip him as next guys come. And that's just the way it works. He has earned this. And he, and I, I believe he should have earned the appreciation and trust of of the people in Detroit, I think a lot of them showed that. Maybe it was just because Matthew Stafford was on the other side, but either way, uh, people showed that the other night. That was an amazing scene. The Lions beat Tampa earlier this season when you do your prep. What do you think you have to, uh, or the Lions and their fans have to worry about with Tampa? Well, they've obviously got big play receivers, and that's something that's hurting the Lions right now. I mean, that's where your eye goes. It's where your eye went against you know, L.A., it's where your eye went against Dallas. It's where your eye went against Minnesota. So the last, five, you know, five weeks or so, it's been about teams coming in or t- that have big play guys. And, look, they got lit up by Jefferson twice. They got lit up by C.D. Lamb. Puka Nakua had a big day. Um, they got to figure out some way to slow these guys down. They've been able to survive some of these, but it doesn't mean that you're going to continue to do that. So uh, Baker Mayfield is a guy that can have a big day. He can get back there and spin it or – he can have a day where he gives you a couple, and I think you got to really work towards getting a couple away from him, trying to pressure him. Maybe James Houston could get 10 to 15 snaps, come back, and, and be a guy that can help you do that. But Aline McNeil, uh, you know what you're going to get out of Aiden, guys like that. Other guys besides 97 have to step up in the pass rush game to make him uncomfortable, see if you can get him to make a mistake. So that that's where my eye immediately goes. And then offensively, just do what you've been doing. This is a good defense that will take the ball away. Winfield is outstanding. Levante David's still outstanding at 33 years old. Uh, Vita Vea is going to be a problem in the run game. But this team has endured most of the challenges that have been in front of them defensively with their offense. They have to continue to do that. And, and above all, simplistically, play clean, man. Don't give them points on their defense. Don't give them short fields. Don't give them anything easy. You saw what happened in that Rams game. Three stops in the red zone was the difference in that game. They moved the ball down there, then the Lions slammed the door. Absolutely the difference. They gave up a couple of big plays, but they were able to endure that because when it came down to that tight red zone, they didn't let L.A. get in, and they made them settle for three. That's the difference in a one-point game. This is going to be a, a close game in my mind. This is a good team. People shouldn't think they're going to walk through it, but you can see the pathway to victory. And for the Lions, it starts with, just not turning it over. Look at their wins and losses since they started winning in the middle of last year. When they lose, they turn the ball over. Not unusual, biggest indicator of winning and losing in the NFL. But they got to figure out a way to do it. 
Uh, now, you are surrounded by my kind. Um, Offensive line. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. uh, Lomas and, and TJ. And, and so I, I understand that um, you are heavily influenced by my kind. But when you watch the Lions' offensive line, how good are they and what are you seeing? It is, John, I have said, it's like you're in high school and you walk into the party with the toughest guy in the room and nobody's going to mess with you. <laughs> you know, it's like these guys, when they walk I on the love field. You. <laughs> That's the way I feel every morning. I love you. <laughs> Listen, when, when these guys walk on the field, those five together, it's like everybody on this team knows everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And Ben Johnson called them his binky. Ben Johnson called uh, Frank Ragnow his secret weapon. I mean, these guys are the absolute face of this team. And these guys are when everything gets rough, people look to these five guys to lead the way, whether it's the running game, whether it's protecting Jared Goff when he's got to find Amon Ra for the game clinching first down, whatever it is, these guys, and look, Go back to what Stoney said of my roots in Washington. I used to watch 13 play drives with 12 runs by John Riggins. Mm-hmm. I love the running game. I think that's how you take the other team and, and you just exert your dominance over them. And this team has done that. It's the best running team we've had since Barry. And I just love that style of football leading to play action passes. But these guys are everything, man. And, 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 they, and they've put a lot of assets into it. And they've paid it off. But – um, it's, uh, it is the backbone of this team and it's what gives you confidence against all these big time players like Micah Parsons or Daniil Hunter or anything like that, that you're going to be able to handle them. And just one final thing, whenever I ask coach about, you know, Hunter or Parsons or whoever the, the hot pass rusher of the day is, he'll give me 45 seconds on how great the player is. And then he'll look at me and go, but I like our guys. <laughs> and that's, I think that's how he feels is. Yeah. He's just got a lot of confidence in what they do, and he should. By the way, my favorite moment before we let you go on the, on the game last week was not the actual game itself. It was seeing and witnessing T.J. Lang walk into that booth and give you the biggest bear hug, bro hug I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> let me tell you something. We were screaming, shouting, dancing, and he yep. freaking put his arms around me, which, all right, let's hug it out. Love it. And lifted me up and leaned back, and I heard something crack in my ribs, and I thought, this might not be good. And I'm all right. I'm ready to go. No no lingering injuries. But, man, look, uh, it meant so much to these guys as well. I mean, look, when you're embedded with a team, and look, TJ grew up a Lions fan and played here for for a while. And, and, you know, this and Lomas wanted so badly for this team to win. He's sick being the last one to win a playoff game. So, Man, this was a night for everybody. Whatever your connection to the team, it was a night for everybody. And and you know what? It's, it was beautiful, and we'll remember it. But, man, there's there's chance to make more memories here starting on Sunday. Dan, thanks a lot. to get the game to, uh, Sunday right here at 97 on the ticket. As our late great friend Tom Kowalski would say, you're the best. Talk to you later. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All yep. right. That's Dan Miller. The radio voice of your Detroit Lions, 97 won the ticket. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We have our picks coming up at uh, 835. By the way, Ian Rappaport has reported that uh, Aaron Glenn um, is in, will interview with the Titans and the Falcons. I've heard he's he's the front runner for that Titans job. Yes. Somebody say you're Arthur Blank. Let's see. Bill Belichick, Aaron Glenn. Um, you never know. And the Titans will also interview uh, Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. Boy, you talk about well, they're interviewing Aaron Glenn, but Brian Johnson to me is a Rooney Rule guy. I mean, there he did a bad job as the offensive coordinator in Philly. Well, the offense for in large, okay, so yeah, there were some turnovers. That was Jalen Hurts, um, but it, that was more of a defensive issue. I understand than anything, but, but, but the yeah, offense, offense was never as, it was never as good as it was the year before. No, it, it, exactly, and you know Ben Johnson has some interviews as well. All right, uh, as many people might know, or some might not know, John uh, has a disdain for a lot of the things that happen in the state of California, the People's Republic. Yes. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, not a big fan of their his, their governor, Gavin Newsom. And we don't have to get into po- politics about why. However, I found that Gavin Newsom has done something that John Jansen would actually applaud. Even if it's so basic that a, a three-year-old would make the same declaration. Right. So maybe you maybe applaud, maybe golf clap. But there is a bill in California that is trying to prohibit tackle football for children under 12 by the year 2029. And Gavin Newsom said yesterday, and I quote, I will not sign legislation that bans youth tackle football. I am concerned about the health and safety of our young athletes, but an outright ban is not the answer. And so he basically pledged to work with lawmakers to strengthen safety, but there's no way we're going to ban tackle football. He says, quote, tackle football is the most popular sport in the United States. A dwarf all the professional leagues, but concerns about the risk brain injuries do take place. However, you know, there's no way I'm banning tackle football. It makes no freaking sense. Yeah. He should have said there's no way I'm banning this in an election year. Oh, this would have what? been a very unpopular decision. And, I mean... It, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I didn't knew. want to even go politics. I, you I, did. Well, I mean, you don't want to go politics. This is a vote on... This is a, a political issue. Okay, but it's tackle football. You know, who cares what, what, when he right, yeah, decides okay, to do it? Right, yeah. All of the common sense things, which not much happens in California that is common sense. Well, to you, it's, it's not. It's, but, I mean, to some people, it might be. I don't know. I don't care. I don't live there. Yeah, because it's, it's it's, that state's in such great shape. Well, in some ways, all right, let's get off this to subject. <laughs> you let's brought it up. No, I brought up a football ban. But th- here's my question. There are a lot but of... A, a vote by politicians. I would say in this that because of what Newsom's doing and his political tendencies, that he's actually making this non-political. Yeah. That, that you, would, you would think he would vote. For this ban, right? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you guess that? Like more on, liberals on would be unless it's an election year. And he just stated that this is the most popular sport. I'm not going to. If I'm trying to get to the White House, I'm not going to do something that is going to polarize myself against the most popular sport in the United States. I don't think States he's trying to get America. To, I don't think he's trying to get to the White House. But he's worried about you know. 
He should, because he's probably better than the other guy that's going to be running. He's 89 years old. Well, yeah, I'm I talking mean, about Biden. Awake. I'm talking about, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you have a guy who can't <laughs> even <laughs> keep his eyes open re- re- representing the Democrats and a guy who's lucky he's not in jail representing the Republicans. I mean, it's awful for both of them, all right? Enough. <laughs> Who are you guys not- voting for? <laughs> Let's open it up. See? I would vote. I would vote. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. You're, you're gonna ask. You're gonna ask a question. I'm gonna answer. We're gonna make this non-political. I'm messing with you. Oh, okay. I'm being a jerk. I'm being a troll. Okay, okay, good. Nikki Haley, baby. <laughs> Nikki Haley. It's I'm so voting easy. for Nikki Haley in the Michigan primary. It's so easy to poke the bear on this one. Oh, I know. Because uh, never mind. <laughs> Anybody who falls for that crap is incredible. Uh, you, you know how he's lying? His how? lips are moving. Oh, okay. I mean, he's well, a politician. No, I, I mean, uh, it's, any of them. I okay, I, I, yeah, I would support this decision. That's yes. great. Okay. Common sense. You're right. A three year old right. could do it. Doesn't even deserve right. a golf clap. Right. Like, well, d- the fact that this is even an issue. Well, I was going to is, uh, is embarrassing. I know. Well, there are pa- there are parents out there who don't want to. Have their kids play tackle then football at a certain don't age. Don't have your kid play tackle football I, I at a certain you. age. Don't tell me you. what to do with my sons or daughters. <laughs> is is there an age? Is there an age? Is there an age where you'd say you know they're too young to play? Uh, I mean, yes, before they can walk. Okay. I'm not going to strap a helmet on. I mean, although I have. I'm <laughs> So our league, how uh, fast he can run into a wall. <laughs> they don't allow tackle until third grade. Okay, you play flag from kindergarten through second. Sounds about right. Okay, you're, so you're down with that. So there is well, an age. Yeah, you should go down. It's not available. If it was available younger, I, I would certainly. If it's your decision, I if know, I want to strap put a pair of pads on Teddy when he is in kindergarten and a helmet, the the. the the risk of injury at that age is: do they? F- how often do they fall over? It's not the impact. They're not going fast enough for an impact. It's do I trip on somebody's feet, fall over, and and hurt myself on well, the ground? In today's world of of athletics, I'm sure Teddy would get an offer by <laughs> college at age five. Yes. Who says he hasn't? <laughs> That's true. He's a legacy. All right. I wish we could take calls on this, but we're not. We're going to go to our picks. That's coming up next. We'll pick one more segment later if you want to. Why not? Let's right. do this on the fly. All right. Sure. Too so far. should the band be and uh, who you vote for? <laughs> Forgetting about the voting. No, we're going to picks. 2485399797. 248-539-9797. You'll hear from Larry Foote, Tampa Bay Buccaneers co-defensive coordinator in charge of the passing game, the yeah. linebackers. Uh, join us at 902. Last night at his alma mater, Chrysler Center, the Wolverines uh, lost to Illinois 88-73. It was a close game in the first half and was actually tied 38-38 early in the second. And then Illinois uh, went on a 17-2 run and uh, won the game. Like I said, 88-73. Wolverines are two and five in the Big Ten, seven eleven overall. They've lost seven straight to Illinois. Juwan Howard has not beaten uh, Illinois as the Michigan head coach. Uh, in the first game of the FS1 Big Ten doubleheader uh, at the Brez, Michigan State finally pulled away. They struggled for a little bit. Nip, nip, nip and tuck, so to speak. Uh, but uh, Tyson Walker scored 21 points, 12 in the last four minutes. 
And the Spartans win 76-66, despite shooting just 25% from the three. Uh, they are 3-4 and four in Big Ten play, 11-7 and seven overall. Tonight on these airways, uh, the Detroit Red Wings take on the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, you know, yesterday we were talking about how the, um, the Wings were third in the Atlantic. They're now out of that, but they are the number one seed as far as the wild card. Yes. Uh, because last night, and the East we've always said is, seems so much better than the West. There were six East-West matchups yesterday. Uh, and the victors were Toronto, Tampa Bay, Philly, Boston, Buffalo, and Washington. So the Wings did not get uh, good karma yesterday, so no, to speak. No, but they're that's okay. They're still in the playoff rankings. Yes, absolutely. Now, were you happy the Flyers won? I didn't. You know, I didn't care really. But, but I there, are, there could be a thorn in the I know. Wings making the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I'd rather the Wings if it's between one or one one or the other. I hope it's the Wings. Really? Yes, but and but Owen Tippett, the goal he scored. Philly also had a penalty shot goal. Did you see goal. this, John? No. It, it was a top top play on ESPN. Oh, I did the, 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 the reverse oh, oh uh, top yeah. right corner. Yeah. He did like the half spinorama backhand top I did see shelf that. Yeah. over the goalie's right. right shoulder. One move, too. It was great. It was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are playing much better than most people even, even thought. Uh, but they'll get sick of Tortorella after at least one more year. That's the way it works. He's like Mike, Ke- he's like Mike Keenan 2.0. He's good for like two or three years, and then boom, you, you, get, you get sick of him. Like my Commodore did, oh. of Bagpop, of Babcock. Commodore and I had a decent relationship uh, with Torts. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes look like they are doing a real smart thing. You never know how things are going to turn out, but uh, on the surface, they're going to hire Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. as their offensive coordinator, which means Ryan Day becomes more of a CEO, which really good coaches are really good at. They delegate their authority really well. And uh, Bill O'Brien's done a really good job developing some quarterbacks, both obviously in the collegiate and the professional level at his last collegiate stint at Alabama. He worked with Bryce Young when he won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, When he was the head coach at Penn State, did a nice job with Hackenberg, who's not a great quarterback, obviously. Didn't do anything in the pros. And then in the NFL, I mean, he worked with Tom Brady for yep. a good number of years. And uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, when Deshaun Watson was really good and not getting massages. Then again, he might have been getting massages. Could have been, still, yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. I think I think the Buckeyes and what they've done portal-wise, I think they're going to be, not that it makes a difference, they're going to be the favorite uh, to win the national championship going in. That's my expectation going in. We'll see what happens with the polls. But like you said earlier in the program, it doesn't make it. Preseason rankings yeah, good, good mean nothing. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I know. Well, for Christopher Large here, a big uh, Ohio State honk, as we like to say. <laughs> yeah, John, you jealous of all Ohio State's fortunes lately? lately? Uh, 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 not jealous all of these Ohio recruits State at and all. Yes, yes, I mean, they've had, they've yeah, had a number of it. really great recruiting classes and just hasn't produced wins. So, well, well um, it's because yeah, they had their whole... They hang those banners. Well, the whole defense is coming back and... They, they, That's great. They should be really good. Yeah, I feel good. Go- I feel good about it. But uh, yeah, they, I know. They, they, what, they, they've <laughs> got unf- unfinished business. Yes, yeah, I, I, th- uh, I think yes. I think yeah, we're they, gonna steal Blake Corum's mantra and yeah. utilize. I was kind of yeah. hoping that Bill O'Brien, by the way, would end up off the coast of Lake Erie, maybe come back 
Did Deshaun Watson again and figure oh. that out for a second? But who is, uh, who is the Browns? It's also OC. good. Well, they just fired yeah, their they guy. Fired him, All yeah. right. They, they fired uh, their OC, their running backs coach, because apparently losing Nick Chubb and having still an amazing <laughs> running running attack wasn't good enough. And then they yes. fired the tight ends coach in the same year that uh, Najoku had a career year. So that was probably all pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, SOB. So we got that going for us. Same old Browns. <laughs> <Yep>. Yes. <laughs> all right. Coming up. We will hear from Tampa Bay Buccaneer assistant coach Larry Foote, the former Wolverine and Pershing Doughboy. But first, the aforementioned, and he's here, Chris Falar. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 